Good evening, everyone. How are we doing tonight? <laughs> all right, that's good. Well, it's good to have you all back again tonight. Hey, I just, I just wanted to say this. I, I meant to get a picture of this, and I just didn't get around to it. But, but uh, you know, last night we talked about the issue of respect. And, and, I, and I just wanted to commend this church that you all are already, you know, way ahead of that. Even in your bathroom, above the, the commodes, you have respect others, flush the toilets. Y'all, how many of you have seen that sign? I've never seen that before. So, so you guys are on track working on this issue of respect. That's great. So uh, uh, now if we can just apply that to all aspects of our life, that'd be good. Um, uh, I, again, I, I, I mentioned on Sunday night that, that, that you, we're, just, we're just normal people. Um, Lori and I are, are regular people. We're working at this just like you all are, and, and, uh, and we have to, to make efforts. And, and a, a while back, Lori, you know, in an effort to, to work some of this out, live some of this out, she got me this, this card. It says, I love you more today than yesterday, which, you know, that was sweet. I opened it up. It says, yesterday you really got on my nerves, <laughs> which could be, she probably wants to change that to today. You really, never mind. Um, I, I, I pulled a, a bonehead move a little bit ago. And so anyway, um, uh, so we're in process as well. We're working on this. Um, but, but again, we recognize that God wants to do something in our lives and through our lives and our relationships uh, to use that to reach the world that's, uh, that's looking for answers and looking for hope. And so um, we, can, uh, we can be a part of that just by the way we work at getting along. So let's have a word of prayer. And now we're going to dive into the scripture tonight and, and see what God has to say with regard to this issue. Father, thank you for... Um, this time again tonight, bringing us back together. Thank you again for uh, for your word and the um, the, the the practical ap- application. How your word um, how you use your word to transform our thinking, and, and and that flows out and transforms our lives, our actions. And and so, God, would you just um, continue to to uh, work that process out in us? And I pray that you help us tonight. Help me. Uh, as I communicate, um, give me uh, your words. Help me to be a, a hearer and listening to what you have to say and sensitive as we try to communicate the truths uh, of, your, of your word. I pray in Jesus' name, amen. So we've been talking about hide the clicker. That's a new game we're playing uh, here. Um, we've been talking again about the relationships, the purpose of relationships, what it, what it is that God wants to do through us, and, and we've kind of been talking on a broad spectrum. Tonight, I want to kind of focus in uh, on something, and that's with regard to um, uh, husband and wife marriage relationships. So we're going to talk specifically a little bit about that. Now, if, if you're not in that situation, don't check out. There's things that you can learn uh, to maybe apply to your life someday, or like Steve said, um, we're all counselors. We all have opportunities to share truth with others. So, so um, uh, as, we, as we dive into this, we're going to look at what God's design is for, for the family and how, uh, God, how God wants to work things out. So I'm going to turn to page 51 in your booklet. You can, you can follow along with us there. Um, y'all have probably seen something like this. It's a, um, a flow chart, an organizational chart. It's um, a lot of uh, businesses, organizations, some, some churches probably have something similar to this. It, it basically, it's just a, a, a means of, of communicating 
who's responsible for what, uh, helps us clear up lines of communication, and helps us work more effectively and efficiently as an organization. Well, God has given us uh, an organizational chart, okay, a, a flow chart for the family. And uh, we can find it in 1 Corinthians chapter 11. It says this, the head of every man is Christ. The head of a wife is her husband, and the head of Christ is God. I think there's a misprint in your book, by the way. If you see, it says the, the head of man. I think they left the word Christ out. That's an important word, okay? So uh, you might want to jot that down. But the head of every man is Christ. The head of a wife is her husband, and the head of Christ is God. And so we want to look tonight at how lining up under God's design for how the family functions can help us go about this process of making God look good. So, so as I've, I've thought through this and tried to figure out what this looks like, how we can apply this, uh, to me it kind of breaks down to, to two things that we need to look at. Um, one, we're going to talk to the ladies about your role and responsibility in this. And then, and then we're going to talk to the men. So, so first we're going to talk to the ladies. Before I do this, I'm, I'm going to ask my wife to come up here and, uh, and help me with this for a couple of reasons. One is um, she has a perspective and can speak to things that, um, that I, you know, I, I, I don't have on this. The second thing is I found that, that when I talk about these subjects, anything I say can and will be used against me. So, uh, so she's here to kind of help keep me on track, um, keep me from getting in trouble with her later. Anyway, um, so, so what is this? Okay, ladies, here's, here's your role in this. How do, how do you do this? Okay, it sums up in this. Create a submissive atmosphere. All right, now as soon as you hear that word submissive, all right, there's, there's all kinds of thoughts and connotations that, that arise. Some of you ladies probably kind of bristled at the, you know, at that word because I believe uh, of the misuse and the abuse that that word has gotten in our, in our culture and, and over the last uh, few uh, decades in our, in our culture, even our Christian culture. So, so first, before we, you know, uh, take issues about this, I want to define what, submiss- so what biblical submission really looks like. Sometimes the best way to define what something is is to first look at what it's not. So, um, so, so first let's define what submission is not. The first thing that it is not is it's not in inferiority. This is not a, a value statement, all right? When it says that the, the head of every man is Christ, the head of a woman is her husband, we're not talking about one is more important than the other. This, this is about roles and responsibilities and function, okay? We, got, we read that verse last night about men living with their wives in an understanding way because she is an equal partner with me in God's grace, God's gift of life. And so it's not a value issue. It's, it's an issue of, of function, all right, the next thing is it's not surrendering your identity or your personality. I think for me, I have um, just I have a very strong, I'm a confident person. Um, I like to say efficient kind of personality. And um, I have a friend who's got this, she's just kind, sweet, more of a passive, everybody likes her uh, personality. And so I thought that submission was about changing my personality, but I, it, it, the more I studied it, I realized it wasn't about that as much of a heart issue. God created each and every one of us. Uh, I was reading a book recently, and it says, uh, you know, it says God, God and Scripture says that we are his creation. We are his masterpiece. It doesn't say that he mass produces, okay? We're not an appliance. Uh, we are his handiwork, and God created each and every one of us individually. I, I love Lori's personality. I need her personality. I don't want her to change who she is in, in order to make this thing function. 
right? It also does not mean a lack of influence. Again, I kind of had this concept that a submissive wife was someone who kind of sat in the corner, husband comes home, says, this is what we're doing, and, and, I, and then she said, okay. And I was like, yeah, that's not going to work here. So <laughs> thankfully, that's not what it is. Go on. Okay, all right. Um, that, that's exactly right. It does not mean that you just sit around and wait for your husband to tell you what to do, okay? Um, it, there, there's an interesting thing in Scripture. Um, the, in, in Genesis... Remember, we looked at the passage the other night where God created man and said it's not good for man to be alone. It says that he created a, a helper. That, that word helper comes from two Hebrew words. The first word means to help, okay? It's, it's the, the word that's used in, later on in Scripture. It says my help comes from the Lord. It's that same, it's that same thing, uh, that same word there. The, the second word means to stand opposite to, okay, or, or against. To, to someone who stands in front of. And, and so there's a, the, God designed uh, uh, this relationship, not for Lori just to go along and do whatever I say, but, but at times to stand up and say, hey, Jimmy, you need to think about this, or let me ask you a question about that. And uh, here's, here's one way this showed up at our home recently. One of, I, you know, I told you last night some of the great things about being a guy. One of them about my haircut is that I can give myself my own haircuts. That's kind of a, you know, it's, it's free, it's cheap, it's easy. And, and so, so I give myself my own haircuts. The problem is I can't see my whole head, okay? So, so I can, you know, clean up this part. And so one day I'd, I'd cut my hair and I was getting ready to, to leave. And right before I left the house, Lori said, wait a minute, wait a minute. She said, she said, turn around. And she was like, hang on a second. So she took me in and held up a mirror. And I had this big strip in the back of my hair. I just, my coat totally missed it, you know? And so... If she were just to say, you know, go ahead, honey, out the door, and not say anything, I would look like an idiot. And so um, that's not the only time. But, but I need her. I need her to speak up. I need her. She has an intuition when it comes to things like our children. She has an understanding of where our boys are in terms of, um, you know, just things they're struggling with. Sometimes things I don't recognize and I need her to speak to those things and say, Jimmy, have you recognized where, you know, one of the boys, is, what they're struggling with? And, and so, so we need that. I'm getting a little ring still, Andy. I don't know if, if you're hearing it out there. But, um, so, so it's not a, a lack of influence. Um, and then the last thing is it, it doesn't mean the husband is always right. This is correct. What? <laughs> yeah. You kind of jumped on that pretty quickly. Do I need to go to another mic? The pastor's mic's right down there. Okay, or that one. <laughs> Nothing. Okay, can you hear me? Hello? Oh. Um, God's trying to stop me from saying the husband's always right. Yeah, that's right. Yes. No, I don't think that's it. Um, <laughs> about, about this, years ago, um, we, were, we were just struggling with a decision about a financial issue. Basically, he wanted option A, I wanted option B, option B being the correct way to do it. <clears throat> and um, this was something that wasn't just a simple um, decision that just affected this thing. It kind of affected us monthly, and we really disagreed on how we should handle it. And so um, he just said, this is how I need to do it. And each month I kind of pleaded my case because I thought if he could just understand, then it would be fine. Because I, I really don't have a problem with submission as long as I think you're you're doing what I think is right. It's not really No, this isn't then. your part. This okay, is mine. Right. Um, so, so anyway, um, 
it was kind of one of those things where I obeyed on the outside, but inside I was very frustrated and angry. So we would talk about it. I'd try to plead the case. And then in the end, he'd say, I really feel we should do it this way. And so I would say, okay, fine. And All right, hold on, hold on. So when a woman says fine, what she really means is go ahead and try that. Let's see how that works for you. Never mind. Go ahead. Anyway. Yeah. Um, oh! You broke it. No kidding. We're not having a good night. Um, so, so I started praying and asking God to help Jimmy see the light. I really, y'all laugh, but I'm serious. Um, I really felt like if he could just understand that this was the way we should do it. I am a problem solver. Every one of my jobs has always been about problem solving. And so I can kind of look at something and say, this is what we need to do. And um, he just didn't see it that way. So I had a friend and I'm telling you, this went on for months. I had a friend say, well, why don't you stop and start praying that God would change your heart? And I thought, okay, fine, I'll try that. And almost immediately, God really revealed to me what was really going on. See, I would tell you, even then, I really believe that God is sovereign. But, but really, I had to control this. I, had, I, was, I was looking at Jimmy, I was looking at the problem horizontally, and I wasn't focused up. So I started making this about Jimmy's decision-making instead of actually trusting God. So we want to look now at what, is it, what does it mean, what, what biblical submission is, okay? We've talked about what, it, what it's not. Uh, turn with me, if you would, to 1 Peter. And uh, we're looking at a passage of Scripture here, which will kind of give us some perspective on this. 1 Peter chapter 3. It's interesting, First Peter talks a lot about um, the issue of trials and, and, and suffering and difficulties, and, and in, right in the middle of it, he talks about husband and wife issues. So uh, I don't know what that means, but um, chapter 3, verse 1, he says, Likewise, wives, be subject to your own husbands, so that even if some do not obey the word, they may be won without a word by the conduct of their wives when they see your respectful and pure conduct. Do not let your adorning be external, the braiding of hair and the putting on of gold jewelry or the clothing you wear, but let your adorning be the hidden person of the heart with the imper imperishable beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which in God's sight is very precious. For this is how the holy women who hoped in God used to adorn themselves by submitting to their own husbands. So I think there's a few things we see in this, in this passage that kind of give us some insight uh, of what it means to, to, to submit. The first thing that we see is submission is, is putting yourself in a place of protection. All right, again, recognizing that, that, that sometimes, sometimes, ladies, God's trying to get our attention as men. And there's, there's things he wants us to, to understand. And, and we can't hear what he's saying because all we're hearing is you. And, and sometimes the frustration and difficulty that you're dealing with could be abated if you would step aside and let God deal with us. Uh, I heard one, one time a, a lady said that um, submission is ducking so God can plaster your husband. And, and I think there's some truth to that. Sometimes God's trying to get our attention. So, so it's putting yourself in a, a place of protection. The next thing is it's the most powerful tool a wife has to win a non-believing husband to Christ. We see that right there in that very first uh, verse that, um, about, about a husband. And some of you ladies you know, you're, you're, this is exactly your situation. Your husband, maybe he's not here. 
Or maybe he is here, and he, you know he's not listening. He's not applying some of the things we talk about or things you hear weekly. And, and so you're, you're maybe frustrated with that. And you want to you wanna win him. You want to win his heart. Well, according to this, the number one tool, the best way you can do that is not by convincing him or changing his mind, but allowing him to see that submissive uh, uh, attitude that you have as you're lining up um, under, under God's uh, perspective. It's also just choosing to line up under your husband's leadership. Much like we see in, in, uh, in Jesus' um, uh, situation in chapter 2, the, it talks about, this, this, this chapter starts with the word uh, likewise or, or therefore, and, and it, it means in the, in the same way that we see what Jesus did as he submitted himself to earthly authorities, um, he, was, he was choosing to line himself up under his father's authority. And then it's also just an act of faith. Again, in, in chapter 3, here at the end, in, in verse 5, it says this, For this is how the holy women who hoped in God used to adorn themselves. It wasn't about placing their, their hope and their faith in their husband. It was, they, they put their hope and their trust in God. And just like Lori was saying, as long as she was looking at me and looking at the circumstances, she was struggling. When she stopped and put her hope and her trust in God, that's when her perspective changed. And, and let me say this. Ladies, if you are, are placing your hope and your faith in, in, in your husband, okay, or for any of us, any of us that are putting our, our hope for satisfaction in any other human being, we're guaranteeing disappointment. Because, because I'm, I'm human, okay? I've, I've still, I'm still, still struggling with my sin nature. I'm still fighting to be that person that God wants me to be, and I am going to fail. And so if Lori's counting on me, she's going to be disappointed. If she's putting her faith in God, she'll never be disappointed. And that's, that's what this is about. It goes back to that sovereignty thing that Steve talked about last night and recognizing that. All right? Thanks, babe. Um, so that's what, that's the, the ladies part of this, is, is creating that submissive atmosphere and when you do that, ladies, again, it goes back to this whole thing. You make God look good because just in the same way that Jesus had a submissive attitude to his Father's will, people can see Christ lived out in you by the way you do that. Okay, so now we're going to talk to the guys. Guys, what is our part in this? And, and it, comes, it comes down to this, guys, two things. One, love sacrificially. We talked about this extensively on Monday night. What does it mean to, to love, not just to have the feeling, but to put feet on it and to do those things we talked about, about yielding our rights and serving? God has called us as the men of our homes to do that. So we talked about that Monday. We're not going to go back over that. The second part of this is, is this. We need to lead spiritually. Now, I start talking about leading spiritually, kind of like when I said uh, ladies create that submissive atmosphere, that that term just kind of might have caused some of you to bristle. Now, when I say lead spiritually, a lot of us men can all of a sudden get, you know, cold feet and start, you know, being like, oh, no, what is that? I can't do that. That's beyond me or whatever. It's, it can be a scary thing for us as men. And I think part of that is because we have, we have complicated it. We have, we have um, we've made it a, a bigger thing than what it needs to be. So we're going to look at, at what it means. Before we, we dive into that, though, I want to talk about God's perspective on this for us as men. 
Go back again to the beginning of the family and the beginning of human relationships. And God creates man, puts man in a garden, and he gives man an instruction. Right? Tells him what he wants him to do. Gives him the one rule. Don't eat of that tree. Okay? Tells him that's, that's the rule. Gives the instruction to the man. Then, it, then we all know the, the story, the situation, that the serpent, the enemy comes, deceives Eve. And in Scripture says this. It's very interesting. That she took the fruit and she ate it and she gave it to her husband who was with her. Here's Adam. Here's the man to whom God had given the instruction to be the leader in his home. And he's standing by and he's watching his wife take the lead. And watch this. Watch what, God, what's, what happens. They recognize that they're sinful. They recognize that they're naked. They try to hide themselves and cover themselves. And then it says that God comes down in the cool of the day like he normally did. And it says this. He called to the man. It, it doesn't say God came down and said, hey, you guys. He doesn't say, Eve, I saw what you did. He says, Adam, where are you? And he holds Adam accountable for the spiritual direction and the lack of leadership in his home. Now, guys, we're, we're not responsible for the sinful decisions uh, of our grown children and our wives. If, if, if they choose to, to sin, that, then God's going to hold them responsible for that. But we are responsible for the atmosphere and the direction of our homes and we do need to take responsibility to be spiritual leaders. So again, what, what does that mean? I thought long and hard about this. I've, I've, I've worked at this over the years. I've failed more than I've succeeded. But I think it breaks down to two simple things, guys. Okay? We can do this. The first thing is this. Take initiative. Just do something. It doesn't have to be a, a big deal, guys. I, I think we, again, we overcomplicate this. One of the things I've learned about spiritual leadership or any kind of leadership, a leader is just the guy that goes first. The guy that, 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 that sets the tone, that sets the example. Be the guy that's, the, the, that's up in the morning and in the word and in prayer. Setting the, the tone for conversations in your home. Just, just, just take some initiative and, and do something. It can, be, it can be small and simple. And I, would, I would say this, if you're not doing anything else, the, 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 the simple, basic, bottom line, starting point of spiritual leadership is to pray with your wife. Just commit and say, you know what? We're going to pray together daily. Now, now again, this, this isn't necessarily an easy thing to do. Uh, Lori was reading this book a while back, and she read this part to me, and I said, I, I, I want a copy of this because I, I, I really relate to this guy. It says, uh, years ago, I was challenged to pray with my wife every day. At that time, I rarely prayed with her. Sure, we'd say grace over a meal, but as far as holding hands and stuff, no way. For some reason, I'd rather sign up for military service, go climb a cliff, or hang glide. But pray with my wife? It scared me stiff. The main reason it scared me was that I had not done it in so long. To ask her to pray would be a stark admission of my failure in this area. Plus, she might have a heart attack. I still remember our first night uh, I asked her. We were going to bed and had our little requisite goodnight kiss. Scared to death, I reached over my left hand and I asked, do you want to pray? And you know what she said? She said, sure. 
Then she prayed, and then I prayed, and I lived. And, and listen, I, I relate to that guy because there's been so many times over the course of our marriage where I've started to try to do something, to take the, the lead in my home, pray together with Lori, or, or, or um, do some type of devotional activity with our boys. And, and, and we'll, we'll track real well for a while. And then, then after a while, we, we just kind of get off, off base. Uh, I remember a few years ago, we went to this conference, and, uh, and they, they were telling us, they challenged us that, that teenagers, we need to challenge our teenagers with their theological thinking. And they gave us this list of 25 theological terms. They say, you need to, to teach these to your kids. So I said, I'm going to do this, you know. And so we took those home, went home, and we're sitting at dinner, and I started, you know, working down this list, you know, and sanctification and, and the Trinity and, and uh, you know, all these, all these big terms. And my boys were just like, you know, what are you talking about? I mean, it was a total train wreck. And I remember uh, I went to Lori, and I was like, you know, I, I can't do this. And I remember she said this. She said, Jimmy, we don't need you to be a theologian, okay? We, we just need you to, to be the initiator. And, and that, that helped me. And the, and the other thing is, times when I have failed and I've gone back to her and said, you know, I, I, I always just feel stupid. If I come back to you and say, let's, let's start praying together again, I feel like you're going to just be like, oh, here we go again. And she said, I've never thought that. That's never crossed my mind. The only thing I think is I'm so grateful to have a husband who's willing to get after it and try again. And so, guys, no matter where we've been, we talked about this night one. Forget what lies behind. Yesterday's decisions, yesterday's failures don't determine today's decisions and choices and where we're going to go from here. And if, if, you want to, if you want to take this seriously, take initiative. Just, just decide to pray together. All right? Do, do some simple conversations in your, in your home with your kids. Um, we've done some things over the years where, like, we've just gotten a little kid's devotional book. It's just, you know, two paragraphs or something and a question at the end. And at the end of dinner, we'll pull one of those out and just read a few questions just to spark some conversation. But it, 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 again, it's not, it doesn't take, you know, uh, incredible theological knowledge on my part. It's, it's just me being willing to say, you know what? I'm determined to set the, the direction of my home. So that's step one. Take initiative. Step two is this. Okay, ready? Don't quit. It's that simple, guys. If you want to be the spiritual leader in your home, take initiative and then don't quit. When we find ourselves getting off track and, and making mistakes and, and, we, and, we're, and we, you know, we, haven't, we haven't prayed together in a long time. We, we're struggling to, to have family time. Just determine I'm not going to quit. I read this quote by Winston Churchill, and, and I, this was so encouraging to me. He said, success is the ability to go from one failure to another with no loss of enthusiasm. And I, I remember I read that, and I said, you know what? If, if that's what success is, I can do that because I've got a good track record with the first part of that statement, okay? To go from one failure to another, I can do that. If success, the definition of success is just to keep doing that and just determine that I am not going to lose my enthusiasm, I'm going to keep pressing and pushing, then, then I can do that. And each one of us guys in here, each one of us can do that. So I want to challenge you tonight. To, to, to be the men in your home, to take initiative, to determine not to quit, and no matter how many times we drop the ball, to pick it back up and, and keep going.
And, and let me say this, guys, one more thing. If we will do our part to, to love sacrificially and to lead spiritually, that issue of submission for our wife will be so much easier for them. It's so much easier. When Lori and I have stopped and, and prayed together over decisions like that one we struggled with uh, earlier in our marriage, she knows that I'm, that I'm doing my best to follow God and, and, to, and, to, and to, 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 do, to go where he's leading me. It's, it's much easier for her to then line herself self up under God's authority and leadership. And so let's, let's, let's take the lead and be the men we need to be and help our wives then to do this. And as we do this, folks, as we simply obey God's word, then he's going to enable us to make him look good to those who are watching. So tonight, here's your homework, okay? Simply this, pray together tonight. Just commit right now. Before, when you go home, before we do anything, before we turn on the TV, um, you know, uh, get the kids ready for bed, whatever, that we're going to stop and we're just going to pray together and ask God to help us become the kind of people that he wants us to be, to become that kind of family that makes him look good.